Are you considering investing in a new roof? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Houston Roofer Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the roofing industry and provide you with the latest industry trends, informative interviews, answer all of your roofing questions, and provide a buyer's guide for your next roofing project so that you can be confident in the decision that you're making. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And today I'm excited to be here with Joel. And we're going to be talking about 10 questions to ask your roofing contractor before you sign the agreement. And I think this is going to be a really great episode. So make sure that you guys share it with your friends and neighbors because you never know when they might be in the need for a new roof or a roof repair. So, Joel, thank you for being here today. And, you know, we're going to go through the 10 questions that clients and homeowners really need to be asking their roofing contractor before they sign on that dotted line and they sign that agreement, because I think it's so important to know these things. Once you sign, then that is it. And, you know, there's, you're legally bound to that contract. So one of the things I wanted to start with and talk about is, you know, the warranty, because I think the warranty is something that's really important but what are some of the questions that homeowners should be asking when it comes to a roofing warranty? Yeah, great. Well, this is going to be really exciting. So let's let's dive in. So the 10 important questions to ask your contractor before you sign that contract. Number one, ask about the warranty. Specifically, we're talking about the workmanship warranty from the contracting company. Okay, so you're gonna get a shingle, you're gonna get a warranty from your shingle manufacturer. Now, those warranties are to be, you know, completely honest. There's a lot of fine print in those. They only cover manufactured defects. So they will say things like lifetime warranty to give you the warm and fuzzies, basically. But there's a lot of fine print. And at the end of the day, it's not really covering that much. You know, it's very rare to have a manufactured defect. They actually say that about 1% of all the shingles that go out actually have a defect. So they're not covering workmanship error. They're not covering something that would happen in the event of a storm. That's through your insurance. So most likely, if you ever had an issue with your roof, the company that would be covering it and the underlying issue behind that would be workmanship. And so who's going to cover that? What's that warranty look like? And, you know, how do you enforce that? So, for instance, at TrueWorks Roofing, we have a 15-year workmanship warranty on all our shingled roofs. We do a longer 25-year for our metal, synthetics, and those type roofing systems. But we also like to go out and check the roof. So, after every major storm, we like to go check the roof. At the 10-year mark, we like to go check the roof to just make sure that everything's still performing as it should be and possibly do put a little silicone or MP1 around a pipe vent or something like that so that the roof will continue to last as it should. So all things that you know we try to do as a company that I think are important that you want to ask your contractor if they will do for you, make sure that's in writing and that'll make you feel good about moving forward with them. Yeah, all great points. Thank you so much for sharing the information on the warranty, Joel. And the next thing I want to talk about, because I think it's really important, is the social proof aspect of it. How does a homeowner really know that the roofing company that they're deciding to go with 
is one that's reputable, is one that's done a good job in the past, is one that has done quality work, right? So what can you say to that? Yeah, great question. So obviously you want to read through the reviews and you want to see the reviews that aren't just the five stars, but where people are really elaborating on their experience. And we're really proud of our reviews here at DrewWorks. But one thing that we really like to do to take that even a step further is provide the homeowner with a list of houses. Now we've already asked these homeowners for permission to do this, of course, but provide the new potential client with a list of houses in their area where they can drive by and see the quality of our work, see roofs that we've recently installed. And then we also like to provide, if they would like, a couple of names of homeowners just like themselves in the area that we've worked with in the past, you know, that we've gotten permission from for them to reach out to and ask them personally about their experience. How was it working with TrueWorks? So I think that's a really important and good question you could ask your contractor they're a little leery or hesitant to provide that, that could be a red flag. I love that you're willing to share addresses and say, hey, you know what? This is a project that we worked on. Go, go drive by the home and go see for yourself what it actually looks like. You know, this is a project that we've finished and that's social proof. But to take it one step further, the fact that you're willing to share contact information of previous clients that have worked with you guys That's huge because you're right. A lot of roofing companies are going to deny that. They're not going to want to do that. And sometimes it's not even because they don't have positive, you know, feedback that they're going to get. But sometimes it's also that when it's getting that information, the person is having to contact a a homeowner, right? So in a way, it's like they're intruding on their time. So I think a company that is able to offer that is very, very good with customer service, is very, very good with communication because it takes that level of communication to say to a client, hey, you know, if you're happy with our work, would it be okay if we had a potential client reach out to you? And I think that, Joel, that also comes from building those relationships that are just really genuine and they're based off of that trust factor and the fact that you guys have done an amazing job and gone above and beyond where that client is really happy. Because if they weren't happy, I don't think they would be willing to do that. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's important to, you know, to communicate. So the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, payments, because payments are a huge part of it. There can be different forms of payment and there could be like, well, how do you pay? When do you pay? How much do you pay? Talk us through the payments. Yeah, well, you you obviously want to go over that with your contractor because typically you're going to want to work with someone that's going to offer as many convenient payment solutions as possible. So that's what we try to do. You can pay with check. You can pay cash unless it's a deductible where we have to show proof. You can pay. We offer for a client to be able to pay with a credit card. That way they can get points, get miles, those type things that can make it very convenient. And then also what type of financing or payment plans do they have? Is that FDIC approved, et cetera? So what are the interest rates? Are there any prepayment penalties? Those are all really important questions to ask your contractor and make sure that's all very clear and transparent and and in the nice bold print there. Then you're also going to want to find out what the payment cycle is like. So, you know, some contractors require a big deposit before, for instance, material has even, you know, landed on your 
driveway. And I, I would just kind of wonder why. I don't feel like that protects the homeowner as much as it should. So, you know, we have a policy at TrueWorks that's a little different than most contractors where we actually don't take any payment until after the job is complete and the client walks around with us, our project manager, and they express enthusiastically that they absolutely love the roof and you know they're so glad they went with this and it's beautiful and it's been a great experience and they can't wait to tell their friends about us and for us that's when i feel like is the right time to accept payment so that that's how we do that and that is unique because not every roofing contractor does things that way and especially when it comes to payment and i think that that is one of the key differentiating factors of what really sets TrueWorks Roofing apart from every other roofing contractor in Houston. And I'm sure, yes, there's some others that may do that as well. But I think for the most part, that's not really the industry norm. And I think that just shows that you're not in it just for taking someone's money and running with it. You're in it to really make sure that you've done a great job, that they're happy with their roof, that there's anything needs to be fixed or resolved, that all of all of that is taken care of. And I think that, you know, that is one of the things that goes into the reputation of a company, you know, that goes into making a roofing contractor more reputable. You know, I think that's really important. So thank you for sharing that. All right, Joel. So you know what? Next, I want to talk about extra work that comes up. Obviously, when a roof inspection is done, you know, there can be extra things that come up. There can be damage that's discovered. There can be repairs that need to be made to the attic and other different things. So let's talk a little bit about handling extra work. How should that be handled? Sure. So you just want to see in the contract, in writing, what is the process? So in construction, we call it a change order. And that just means it's something that was uncovered, that was unknown during the initial inspection that we've now found that needs to be done to do this properly. And change orders in, in and of themselves, I mean, they are a part of construction and, and sometimes necessary. So at TrueWorks, we go do a 150 point, very, very thorough inspection to try to avoid changeovers. Whereas some companies will order satellite measurements without ever going to the home. If they go to the home, they don't get into the attic. They don't really check the, the decking. And so they're giving kind of a ballpark price. Sometimes it's even a little more sinister than that as a tactic come in at a low number to get the job, understanding from the start that they're going to have change orders to be able to kind of make that up and make their margin. So we like to say we do the inspection, a thorough inspection. We price things to the penny. And then this is another thing that's, a you know, it's a little unique and rare for us. But if I go over a little bit on a job, I, I eat that and I learn how to estimate jobs better because the client and myself have already agreed on a price. And so, you know, that's just something that we do as a company to try to kind of go above and beyond and improve every day. But you do want to know what that process is. For instance, you would want things like them to be using an app like Company Cam, where it's going to geotag and timestamp issues so that you can have photos of what they change. So like, let's say they change a piece of decking. You don't want to just take their word for that, that they did that. You want to see a photo 
timestamp geotag photo of the cut where they cut it out, the new decking that went there, and then the photo of the completed decking. And for any change order, that really needs to be the process. And they really should be very involved with the client saying, getting approval for those change orders before they go ahead with them. Yeah, I think... That is such a great point. You know, it's really important to get that approval. And again, that goes back to the whole concept of communicating effectively. And I think, you know, effective communication throughout the entire process from beginning to completion is critical. And I think that that's really important because when you think about, you know, clients, like if you're promised that your roof is going to be completed by a certain time frame and it's not completed, you know, that puts the client in a very bad position because you don't know what their plans are. Maybe they have to go out of town for a month. They have to go out of the country, but they want to be home or in town when their roof is being worked on, right? In case there's any issues or anything happens. So when it comes to, you know, communication, how do you rectify that part in terms of making sure that you and your team is communicating effectively with clients so that they feel like they're not being left in the dark? Yeah, great question. Again, I mean, we really try to utilize technology. There's a lot of great apps now for this. So Company Cam, for instance, I mean, it's a live cloud-based link. When we go out and do the inspection, we take 80 to 100 photos of every inch of the house, including the attic. And you can hit voice record for each photo. You can take notes for each photo. And then those are sent to the estimator who goes over that with the project manager so that we're just streamlining our communication. You know, that's all been talked through with the client. The key there is just that everybody's on the same page throughout the entire process and knows what to expect. You know, it's proper communication, proper planning, and then we go execute. And so as far as that link goes, we send that link to the client as well. They're updated throughout the entire process. So if they are out of the country or on vacation or if they're at work, they can see in real time progress of their roof, you know, for every little detail. So the tear off the underlayment, the ice and water, changing of any decking or anything like that. And so they're kind of just seeing it on their phone. And I think it's a really cool feature to have. I, I can't imagine running a company without it, honestly. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's great. And let's talk about when it comes to a home, a lot of people have invested a lot of money into beautiful gardens and landscaping and even just, you know, their property. And when a roof is being worked on, it's basically construction. So, you know, I think that's a great question that should be asked as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's one of the most complained about things on like the BBB, for instance, about roofing contractors is a dirty job site, torn up their lawn or destroyed their landscaping. People spend a ton of money and time and love their landscaping. And so then they come out and a roofing contractor by just negligence and not taking the proper precautions can do lots of damage. So just ask your contractor, another great question, one, another one of the 10 is to ask your contractor, what's their strategy? What's their plan for protecting your landscaping, protecting your windows, protecting your AC, protecting your pool if you have one. And for us, tarps are kind of the norm. They just don't really cut it. They can burn your grass, burn your flowers, burn your landscaping in the, the Texas heat. 
in the summer for sure. They have holes in it. They're not going to adequately catch nails. So we use, it's a patented, it's called the catch all netting system. And it actually protects the entire, it goes around the entire perimeter of the house and it protects the house. It's going to actually catch every nail. So that's of course, really, really important. You know, you want to know that the day after roof day, it's safe for kids and for your pets and things, you know, to go out and play in the yard without stepping on a nail or for you to drive off and not get a flat tire. So these are just really important things and issues that you want to bring up and ask your contractor about. And if he says tarps is his answer, you know, that could be a little bit of a red flag. Yeah, I think that's so important. It reminds me of when there was construction being done and I had to go through an alley, kind of like a side street to get to the garage a couple of years ago and got flat tires because they were doing construction. But, you know, had they taken care of that properly with a solution like you just described, it would protect, right, other people's property. And I think that's really important because you want to leave it in the condition that you found it, right? And which normally you're going to go to someone's home, it's clean, the yard is, you know, beautiful, there's no dippers around and things like that. Unless maybe, you know, there was a big hurricane, (laughs) then you might find, you know, you might find that there. But that's not normally the norm. So thank you so much for sharing that. Next, you know, I really want to talk about installers, because I think when someone's going to be coming into your home, right, they're going to be doing the work, they're going to be in your personal space. I think that's something that clients, you know, should be a little bit concerned about, but also it's just about knowing the right questions to ask when it comes to, hey, who are the installers, right? So let's talk a little bit about that part, Joel. Yeah, a great question to ask your contractor is, hey, who's going to actually be the one on the roof doing the installation? You know, the guys nailing the shingles on. And that's very important. And the reason I say that is because, you know, there's Facebook groups where salespeople go and sell a roof and then post, hey, I need a sub to, you know, for an install on this day, this many squares. So, you know, they've sold the roof. And they're going to let someone who they've never worked with come and install their roof on this person's house. And that just really like blows my mind, but it's actually a common occurrence. So you'll find that a lot in, you know, the insurance business, for instance, storm restoration, you know, we would call them storm chasers, you know, the door knockers knocking on your door, a salesman, gimmicky, pushy tactics, gets you to sign a contingency and then he hires the real roofers off a of Facebook group or, you know, finds guys at Home Depot or whatever to come install your roof. And these aren't like vetted, certified, you know, expert installers. They're just anybody and not just anybody can install a roof. It's a, it's a craft. It's a trade. It's hard to do. It takes years to get really, really good at it. So it's a great question to ask your contractor. Do you use subs? Do you use your own employees? Do they have workman's comp and insurance? It's one thing if the roofer does. What about his subs? If he's using subs, do they? Because, you know, if they fall off a roof and they're not covered under that insurance, that could come back on you as the homeowner. So those are really, really important, crucial questions to ask. How many crews do you have is a good question to ask. How long have you been working with them? You know, for instance, we work with the same crew and 
only the same crew and we've been working with them since our start. And I known these guys for years and they have decades of experience and they're experts and, you know, I wouldn't trust anybody else to come and install a roof for us. So it's just really important to me. I think it should be really important for, you know, any homeowner as well. And a really important question to ask your contractor. Yeah, I think that one is really critical. I mean, that's just really, really important because it can really have a very negative outcome if the person who is, you know, doing the work doesn't know what they're doing or they're just a sub. They don't have maybe as much experience, right? And I think that, you know, at TrueWorks Roofing, you've vetted these people and you've hand chosen, you know, the teams that go out to do all of this work. But a sub, there's no control over that. You can't control how they're going to perform because they really have no loyalty and they're doing a one-off job and that's it. You've never met them before, meaning the roofing contractor that is hiring them has never even met them before. And I think that that is huge. So thanks for sharing that. All right. So next I want to talk about, you know, the insurance part of it. I think it's important also is to ask for a copy of, of their insurance. What do you think of that? Yeah, this one's pretty fast and pretty easy. Mr. Contractor, can I have a copy of your insurance? And if you use subs, I need a copy of their insurance as well. And you, you need to be handed a physical copy. Don't just take their word for it. Be handed a physical copy and call and see if that's a still active policy because I have seen contractors who will sign up, get the card you know that says they're good for a year and then cancel because insurance is really expensive for roofing contractors, but it's crucial that they have it. It protects you as a homeowner or property owner. So you really wanna make sure that you get a physical copy from the contractor if they use subs, you get a physical copy from the subs as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So next, you know, let's talk about what type of roofing materials. I think it's really important to ask the question of, hey, what type of roofing materials are they going to be using to replace everything on the roof? And and I think this one's a really important one as well, Joel. Yeah, very important. So, you know, you want to make sure that, first of all, they're ordering all your material according to manufacturer guidelines, whatever manufacturer they're going to use. Yeah, I got a call one time from a guy who didn't end up going with us because we were a little bit more. It was day of his build, and he said all his shingles were in different wrappers. And so that just means the contractor was using leftover materials from other jobs to do his roof. And so, you know, you want to make sure that it's all the same brand of shingles, obviously, that it's a quality brand of shingles that you've already agreed upon. Yeah, I would say those are all all very important. Now, one thing you hit on, you know, you want to make sure that they actually replace every single thing on your roof. On a new roof, when we do a, a roof replacement, we're going to replace all the flashings. We're going to replace, we're going to reflash the chimney if they have one. We're going to take those extra measures and do things the right way. And there's a lot of roofing contractors that, for instance, your vent stacks, they literally just paint them, spray paint them to match instead of replace them. So that's something you definitely want to address and bring up with your contractor. Will you actually be replacing every single thing on my roof and then see that in a contract and make sure they do it? Okay. Yeah. Every single thing. I see what you mean. And you know, what's cool about this is the normal average homeowner would not know about these things. And this is why we launched the Houston Roofer podcast is to really educate clients 
to make an educated decision when it comes to making that big investment that have to make on, you know, either getting a new roof or even getting their roof repaired, because there's so many different intricacies and there's so many different things that, you know, are important. But if they don't know the right questions to ask, I think that they may end up also not getting the best end result, right? And I think that's something important to consider. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. So next, I want to talk about the plan. Like, do they have a plan in place or a specific strategy to ensure that there's proper ventilation? Yeah, that's great, especially here in Houston, especially here in the heat. But we find that about 80% of homes in Houston are severely underventilated. And, you know, it's because roofers aren't really trained on it. They don't really know the science behind ventilation. And so there's a lot of mistakes made. So there's an actual science behind it. You want to make sure you have an adequate amount of net free area for your attic space. So there's a whole formula, but you want to talk to your roofer about it and make sure they understand that. Then you basically divide that by two. You want to achieve 50-50 intake outtake. So the idea is that air is coming in typically at your soffit underneath your overhang, you know, where your gutters would be coming into your attic and then coming out somewhere. Ideally, if you have enough ridge, which is the top of your roof, it's coming out the ridge. That would be just the most natural way and kind of, you know, heat rises. But you just want air constantly moving in your attic. If your attic is ever more than 20 degrees hotter than it is outside, you probably have a ventilation issue. And I see really roofers make mistakes with this a lot. They also do things like they'll have ridge vent and underneath, right underneath the ridge vent, they'll have some air vents or box vents as well, kind of thinking like more is more when actually that's just not the case. They're turning that box vent underneath the ridge vent into an intake and they're they're in effect, they're venting the top like foot of the homeowner's attic. And so they're competing systems. And so they're not working as efficiently as they should be and properly as they should be. So you just want to know their strategy for properly ventilating your home. And because it is really important, it's what's going to make your shingles last as long as they're supposed to last. It's going to make your home feel cooler. It'll lower your AC bill and it'll make your HVAC last a lot longer. So it's it's money in your pocket or money out of your pocket if they get this wrong. So it's something you really want to discuss with them and make sure they know what they're talking about and they have a good strategy for how to scientifically properly ventilate your attic. Yeah, I think these are all such great tips. These are all questions that they can ask. And I think it's going to really help with getting the end result and making sure that they're working with the right person and making sure that, you know, there's nothing that was left out that's missing because you don't want to find out later, oh, you left my, you know, whole landscape a mess that I paid $10,000 to have all this beautiful landscaping. You know, after the fact, it's too late. So it's always like preemptive measures, Joel, that I think are really, really important. And when we talked about launching this podcast with you and Laura, the whole concept of it is to really educate, you know, homeowners so that they understand enough to to make an educated decision when it comes to deciding what type of roof they're going to get, who they're going to choose and why they're going to choose that contractor, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just don't want to assume. And just because they're a nice person and you like them, you don't want to assume. You really want to. This is really important. These questions that we've listed out are really important. So ask them and, and stare them in the eyes and listen to their answers and use your intuition and make sure that they're really answering them correctly and knowledgeably. And if they do, then you can really feel good about moving forward with them. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I think this is such a great episode. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? No, that's it. This has been great. Thank you for listening to the Houston Roofer podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and take a moment to share it with your friends. Visit our podcast website to listen to all the latest episodes at www.houstonrooferpodcast.com and follow TrueWorks Roofing on social media. Our handle is TrueWorks Roofing and check out our website www.trueworksroofing.com or call us at area code 713-903-ROOF to schedule a roof repair or roof replacement consultation. See you on the next episode.